This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the very best when it comes to breaking down college football. We've had them on periodically throughout the season. And now we are down to four who play for all the Tostitos. So no better guest to have on than Bill Bender. Sporting News, follow him on Twitter, at BillBender92, National College Football Writer. Bill, did the committee get it right? <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think from four to seven, you could have had a debate on. You know, George, I don't think Georgia had a case. I'll come Thank out you. and say that. Thank they, you. They lost. Their case ended on that fake punt. <laughs> I mean, that was an awful call, and uh, so they were out. So to me, I mean, if you want to debate, if you want to pull Notre Dame into the debate with Oklahoma and Ohio State, that's fine. I think Notre Dame's fine and undefeated. Um, and the way I kind of couched it, I think Ohio State is the better team out of Oklahoma, but they didn't show they were the better team enough during the season. I thought that the committee had to make sure that Notre Dame stayed where they were because I, I think that Notre Dame can give Clemson a game and keep it close. I, I, I can't say an upset. I tell you what, I don't know if it is an upset, Bill, because let me go back to this game real quick and then I'll expound. I haven't seen Notre Dame just cleaning the clocks of basically anybody, a couple of teams, but they were mid-major whatevers. But on the same token, hey, with the exception of Clemson, you and I know both know that the ACC is a dead, rotting corpse underneath them. And so I can't necessarily say that Clemson's just going to run away and boat race them. I think it's going to end up being a pretty good game between those two teams. I do, too. Well, it's basically, here's the problem, and, and I wrote about this today. If I'm the Big Ten, just strictly from their point of view, if I'm Jim Delaney, and boy, I wish I was, the first thing I'd do is get rid of divisions because – the Big 12 beat you at your game there by having a rematch that looked Ooh. at least good. I mean, imagine Ooh. Ohio State-Michigan back-to-back weeks, Ken. <laughs> That's part one. <laughs> oh, my. Now, come on. You're getting crazy there now. You're gonna, what, aren't you going to water down the game? Well, no, no that's, that's whatever. That's fine. I mean, what the water down the game, Ken? How many in a row is Ohio State won? Seven, I, 13 well, out of 15? Well, <laughs> then what? <laughs> so, I mean, what the hell? Then almost... Well, it went. Well, you're going more. And then part two, Ken. All right, go ahead. I've got your attention now. Part two would be I would either demand that all five conferences play nine conference games or I'm not doing it because I'm the only 14 team league doing nine games. So, you know, the, the, the SEC and the ACC have some ways to game the system with that FCS weekend with eight conference games. My conference champion hasn't made it for three straight years. When I'm done doing that, I'm going to go call out Notre Dame. And I say, okay, you got in the playoff. That's fine. Now go join a conference and do what the rest of us do, especially if Clemson smacks them around. Well, okay, let me go back to the Big Ten thing. I don't think that you could get me to do it because they both went in with one loss into the the Ohio State-Michigan game. Ohio State beats Michigan. That gives the Big Ten. Now, in a perfect world, Michigan would have just would have just won that game and made it, but then it ended up being hellish on the Big Ten. Okay? Follow me here. Mm-hmm. So if they go back and they play in Indianapolis now in a 
in a neutral site and Michigan gets Ohio State, then you have two two-loss teams. You can give me some argument for Michigan, but then I think that just about damn near guarantees Oklahoma were to get in. At least there were a couple of graphs and charts and pie charts and so on that said that that Ohio State should get in over Oklahoma, even though I didn't believe it personally. I don't think you did. I'm not sure if you did. But still, there was at least something that went in their direction. Well, I, here's the thing, though. I don't. I saw that one predictor this morning. I can't remember which site it was. It said the high state was like 76% to get in. 71. Like, yeah, what, what calculator did they use? I don't know. <laughs> but it was not a good one. Um, I think with Ohio State, they didn't get it. There were people, and I was at the game Saturday night, and you're following a game on Twitter. I don't know if you were one of these people. There were people on Twitter basically saying, well, well, if Ohio State's up 35 nothing at halftime, they're going to jump Oklahoma. And I'm thinking the whole time, no, they're not. They're playing four-loss team that they're clearly better than. And their trump card, Ohio State's trump card, they didn't politic. They politicked the conference championship. They should have been politicking Dwayne Haskins the whole time. Say, look at our quarterback. He can beat anybody. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a damn good point. Bill Bender joining us on the show, Sporting News National College football writer at Bill Bender 92. Okay, I thought that the committee, though, would have to keep Notre Dame where they're at because of that. Because I tell you what, if if Notre Dame were to drop the four and Oklahoma were to get the three, and it were to be Oklahoma and Clemson and Alabama and Notre Dame, I automatically, because people are questioning, at least in the Midwest, Notre Dame's credentials. I think they, hey, you're 12-0, and you have to be perfect if you're Notre Dame. And they were. So there's a lot of traps you can fall into. We know they were they had to be perfect and they were. So I'll give them that. But man, if they were to go in, they could give they could give Clemson a game and things will be fine. But if they were to go in at game one and just get absolutely smoked by Alabama, I think that makes the committee look bad. Absolutely, you're onto something there too. Because my buddies and I were discussing that this morning. I was saying because that was the only bit of drama I thought that might happen. I was like, well, maybe they'll slide Notre Dame down to four and make them earn it. And it's kind of the same thing I was telling you about how why Delaney should call them out and say, you know, because Notre Dame essentially took the Big Ten spot, mm-hmm. and they earned it. I mean, they beat Michigan. Like, the, like you said, Notre Dame operates on a you got to win them all because 11-1 and one, Notre Dame's not getting in. And I understand that. But at the same time, you know, they're basically, to me in this playoff, kind of like the Big Ten team in. You know, they have that Big Ten blueprint. They're like a better version of Michigan. Um Kind of a combination of Michigan and Ohio State, actually. And I think they can hang with Clemson. I don't know if they can beat them because that Clemson quarterback's gotten just better, and they, they've got every piece. But uh, you know, they played them tight a few years ago down in Death Valley. There's no, no reason why they can't do it again. Bill Bender joining us on the show. So Georgia, I agree with you. I didn't think that that argument held water. You had two chances to make it a three-possession po- three game or a three-touchdown game. You weren't able to do it. Kirby Smart completely freaked out. There were many ways you could call that thing off. I saw Anthony Beck going after it with people last night. Uh, I, I had Dave Zastadil, who's a local guy here, former special teamer, punter, long time in the NFL, said that it was a complete miscue by that. You have codes. You're supposed to read the codes. You didn't read the codes. And then I'm getting this argument about how Georgia should be not even just in the in the in the playoff, but should be like third. I go, listen, it, it has to count for something. I just can't willy nilly say it, and all of a sudden will you back into the thing? The, the late season games, conference championships, things of that nature, Bill, they they got to count for something here. We can't just be selective and say, well, this is what it is, and that's what it is. You had your shot, you blew it. Well, there's, there's a couple reasons why we get along. One, you talked to Dave Zastadil, who was. 
probably the best player down at Ohio University when I was down there and just such a good guy. Yes, um, he is. I know he's a celebrity up there, too. Uh, he, he's awesome. Uh, he was a great punter. Um, two, your point about the, I, there was a lot of people saying, well, that Alabama doesn't want to play us. Well, they did play you, and they beat you. And yeah. you, you, I mean, that, that, the punt, the block punt, that didn't really get, what got lost is how bad of a call that was in the Jalen Hurts feel-good story, which was good for him, by the way. So, yeah. Georgia, you had your swing, and we don't need to see it again. And they, they better learn from it because they'll probably play Alabama again in, in Atlanta next year. So, but we get to see Alabama. I, I am fascinated by the Tua-Kyler dynamic with those two going against each other. I don't know if Kyler is going to steal his Heisman this week. I don't know. What do you think? Who's going to win the Heisman? I tell you what, I think Kyler Murray has as good an opportunity as anything. I, I think that what he's shown in tight moments, getting the job done compared to Tua Tagovailoa just yesterday, and I know he was injured, and I, you know, I, I think that a lot of the voters are going to leave it to where it is. But I think Kyler Murray gave him a run. I think that it, it could be a lot closer than we think. I, I would pick, personally, I would pick Kyler Murray. But I think that a lot of those voters, I don't get a vote. I think a lot of those voters are still going to stick with Tua Tagovailoa. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I got to vote in the morning, and I, I'm going to sleep on it because I mean, Dwayne has. Oh no! Now I'm going to no. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to. Now I have to lean on you. I have to lobby you. I mean, who runs a better <laughs> offense in Oklahoma right now? That's why when people gave me the argument, I said, "Hey, well, I think Oklahoma can score with Alabama. I think they can score with Clemson. They can certainly score with with Notre Dame." They can do it with Georgia. I think they can score. Their defense, okay, I'll give you that. But their their offense, they can score, boy. They can put points up on the board. Well, part of the reason they got picked over Ohio State, and Dwayne Haskins is awesome, again, and incredible. He'll be definitely in my ballot, I'm sure. Um, Oklahoma can run the ball. Ohio State struggled running the ball this year, and it was very strange um, because they got two good running backs, and they, it was a hit-or-miss run game. Oklahoma can run for – 200 a game, and they do it. Um, thing with Tonga Vailoa, and I've been telling people this, his Heisman moment, and it's kind of fitting, he missed the fourth quarter yesterday, was not playing in the fourth quarter. That's all we talked about all year. Not throwing picks, not playing in the fourth quarter. He did struggle yesterday. He did get injured. He, there's a lot of cameras on Tua's knee and Tua's ankle and those mm-hmm. kind of things. So it's close. I, I'm gonna, Like I said, I'm going to sleep on it, but this, this is a, a very tough call for me because it's the first time I'm going to vote for the Heisman, and uh you know, you don't want to start off with an L, essentially. <laughs> Bill Bender joining us on the show. Oh, if you were Dwayne Haskins, would you play in the Rose Bowl? He says he is. That's a tough one because th- this is the season for that. Like guys like Ed Oliver and Rashawn Gary, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it could help. I really do. Haskins, it might help if he goes out and lights up a pretty good Washington exactly. defense. Exactly. And I think it can. I think if he loses, say they lose that game, because I'm I'm worried about what type of Ohio State team would come out for that one. And I know I got to make this quick. I know you got to run, but mm-hmm. if he goes out and he lights it up, I think that helps. It's one more game against real live bullets. It's it's a, it's a big game. Ohio State has been an up and down mental football team this year. If he carries them across the threshold, it'd be big. If they lose, I, I don't know. I got to tell you, they've done some things poorly this year. Bill, and I don't think it's been Dwayne Haskins' fault. I, I think we can make a bunch of excuses and say, oh, he went out there, he had one more game against stiff competition, and we'll see you at the draft. He made two throws last night, one being the first touchdown to McLaurin, where he alluded two sacks, and then mm-hmm. 
The other one, the other touchdown to McLaurin down the sideline where, I mean, he's one of the few players in the country that you, you consistently say, wow, when he did two or three times a game on a throw he makes. And I think he has a case to be, I'd have to break it down a little bit closer. He could be the first quarterback taken next year in the draft. Oh, I There's think no so. reason why. Oh, I think absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think if he goes to the Rose Bowl, kind of solidifies his Ohio State legend with the year he had, and then beats what Washington's got a good defense. So they're going to throw some things at him. If he torches them, they'll be in good shape. Bill Bender joining us on the show, Sporting News, National College Football Writer. All right, who wins the whole shebang here, Bill? Oh, I, I, I think I've picked against Alabama one time. Uh, we're going to get Alabama Clemson again. Um, uh, Clemson's capable of beating them because they've got a better quarterback this time, too. And uh, Tua Trevor will be good because get used to it because I think you're going to see Tua Trevor this year, and then we're going to watch Clemson, Alabama 5 next year. And I don't know if we'll get to 6, but we might. Oh. Eh. <laughs> I Well, I, st- I still like it at 4, but that's just me. What the hell? I- I'm just I'm staunch. Uh, Bill, I thank you so much for the time, my friend. You know I appreciate hey, your time. No problem, Ken. Thanks so much for having me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.